Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. 56% of job seekers say their biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications, according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be a lonely process, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding a job that fits. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location near you at ExpressPros.com. With no fees for job seekers, visit ExpressPros.com. What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, live and direct from the City of Angels. Welcoming in your phone calls, 877-996-6369, on Fox. At Gottlieb Show is the Twitter handle. Don't you forget it. Feel free to tweet me, and uh, we will respond on air. Steve Lavin, the Lavinator, will join us. Lavin the Lazarus, former UCLA, St. John's. Uh, he goes somewhere else, too. He's St. John. No, just oh, no. He was an assistant at Purdue. No, UCLA St. John's head coach. Just legendary schools, East and and West Coast. Uh, Steve Lavin will join us uh, right here on the Doug Gottlieb Show in 15 minutes. We'll ask him why Markel Fultz couldn't win. As we get ready for the NBA draft, which is Thursday night, and Thursday night we're going to have a show. Which, if you're watching on Facebook Live right now, you'll be able to see us on Facebook Live as well as hear us on Fox Sports Radio on the iHeart app. What a night! What a night! No, I'm not talking about a Dodger you couldn't pick out of a lineup hitting his 22nd home run of the year. Uh, I'm not talking about anything baseball, nothing football. The basketball offseason has lasted all of, what, a week? And it's already more interesting than the basketball playoffs. And by the way, frankly, more interesting than the baseball offseason. Remember, like, baseball hot stove league used to be incredibly important and intriguing, and it just wasn't really this year, right? wasn't. 
Oh, we have some good stuff. Leaked out Paul George wanted to be dealt. Now the Lakers and Pacers are already talking trade. Right? So Paul George probably headed to the Lakers, forcing his way to the Lakers. And the only question is, what could the Pacers possibly want outside of that number two overall pick, which the Lakers aren't going to part with, in order to land them, Paul George, an asset which is depreciating by the day? But the big news is what happened in Cleveland. Cleveland has been to three straight NBA Finals. David Griffin is, in fact, their general manager, or was up until last night when they parted company. They were in a contract dispute to which my thought yesterday at this very same time was, if you get the Paul George deal done, if you get the Jimmy Butler deal done, then you can't fire him. Oops. LeBron James tweets out how much he, even if no one else did, he really respected David Griffin. Which leads everybody to think LeBron's the good guy. Ownership, the bad guy. LeBron say, I didn't want him gone. But is that what LeBron said? Or did LeBron say, even if no one else appreciated you, I did? Did David Griffin bring in LeBron James? No. Did David Griffin bring in Tristan Thompson? No. Did David Griffin bring in Kyrie Irving? No. The Kevin Love deal was kind of already prearranged. And so while David Griffin is, in fact, a good guy, and it is, in fact, a difficult job, it wasn't as if David Griffin was killing it. Now, some of it is bad luck. He made the Cal Corver move, which all of us are like, well, that's a hell of a move, right? I mean, arguably the best pure shooter in the league. You can make the argument. I'm not talking about player who's a shooter. It's like, Clay Thompson's a better basketball player and a really good shooter. But if just if you line guys up, you're like, who's the best guy at making a three? Kyle Corver's in every discussion. You need a shooter. You need that kind of puzzle piece. You bring him in. What a great move. Kyle Corver didn't pee a drop in the NBA Finals. And this is what happens. Guy makes shots. You're a hero. Guy missed shots. Who went out and got that guy? Right? Some of it is. Whether he felt compelled to, whether he was pushed to, LeBron's guys or his agent's guys all got taken care of. Tristan Thompson, huge deal. J.R. Smith, huge deal. Kevin Love, max deal. And even if those numbers now look more reasonable in comparison to the current day contracts, at the time in which the in the context of the time in which they were signed, they, they were not great deals. LeBron called him out midseason talking about the roster. And while he may have been mentioning to the ownership group, hey, you need to spend more money, they spent more money than anybody in the NBA. Did they send, spend smartly? So I don't want to canonize David Griffin as if he's some heroic figure who lost his job tragically last night. He did a nice job, but he kind of arrived at a team that had LeBron, Kyrie, Tristan, and the Kevin Love deal. Like, I was all done. What all did he do? And while LeBron James wants to act like he's the, the good guy in this whole thing, right? If, if LeBron James wanted David Griffin to be the general manager, David Griffin would be the general manager. That, that's the way it works. It, he doesn't have to have said, he doesn't have to have fired him. He doesn't have to have said, picked up the phone and said, fire that guy right effing now. Like, that, no, that didn't have to happen. 
But if arguably the best player in the world and the, probably the second best basketball player or third best basketball player I've seen in my lifetime says, David Griffin's my gentleman. He does the, remember uh, Jimmy Chitwood from Hoosiers? You guys remember Jimmy Chitwood from Hoosiers? You know, they're going to fire the coach and then the, Gene Hackman's the coach and everybody votes and the coach is fired and Jimmy walks in, hold my basketball, stands up there, think like, I think it's time to start playing some ball. Everybody goes crazy and says, oh, but there's one more thing. Coach goes, I go. Coach stays, I stay. Right? Like, he didn't even have to do that if he did that. I mean, David Griffin would still be the general manager. And lo and behold, like Chauncey Billups is probably going to be the new guy who's never been a general manager, never worked in the front office, but, of course, Mr. Big Shot, 15 years in the NBA, covering the NBA this year, smart, savvy, well-respected, be fine. And so while people are freaking out, LeBron is leaving. LeBron is gone. He's mad. No, he's not. This is what happens with LeBron. When, when he loses, it's always somebody else's fault. Right? Ah, Kevin Love wasn't good enough. Right? Remember when they lost in Miami? The first time it was his fault. But after that, Dwayne Wade's knee, Chris Bosch too soft, just not good enough, just not good enough supporting cast. That's what happened the first year when they lost. And in in fact, it was accurate. Kyrie got hurt. Kevin Love got hurt. They lost to the Warriors in six. Same thing this year. Kevin Love's not good enough. Surrounding Peace not good enough. Kyle Corver can make shots. General manager has got to go. So the LeBron soap opera continues, and he keeps his hands clean of everything. And it's interesting because LeBron's favorite movie is, in fact, The Godfather. And much like the head of a mob organization, you can't, there's too many different layers to get to in order to pin it on Vito Corleone. But what a fascinating, fascinating night in the NBA. Like, they just reached the finals three straight years. And you're like, all right, what are they going to do next? Fire the general manager. Okay, wait. And, and there's talk of trading Kyrie Irving. You're like, wait, wait, wait. Is the lake on fire now figuratively as opposed to literally like it was 25 years ago? There's a historic note. There was a time in which Lake Erie, which Cleveland resides upon, was so polluted that it act, the lake actually caught on fire. That actually happened in our lifetime. That was literally, now figuratively. And the idea of Chauncey Billups, which is people sit there and go like, well, that, that, that couldn't work, that couldn't happen. Okay, Tyron Lue had barely been an assistant coach, and in midseason they changed, and that worked. So why wouldn't this work? Griffin had been a general manager before. But when you haven't been a player, you don't have the feel of a player. You don't have the relationships of a player. And the only question for Billups would be, would he be able to or willing to have those hard conversations, not just cutting dudes, but telling Tristan Thompson, you maybe worth this, but we got to, we maybe work X, but we want, got to pay you Y so that we can go out and get other guys who are worth X. But it is fascinating to watch teams, especially the Cavs, try and keep up with the Joneses, try and stay one step ahead of it. 
But all this talk that LeBron is headed to L.A., he may well head to Los Angeles. He might. Got a house here. There's the Lakers. There's the Clippers. There's the idea of raising your kids here. He might. It could happen. But but knowing that it's going to happen a year before it happens when they haven't hired a replacement GM just because of one tweet to which LeBron wasn't brought in, they didn't ask him if he wanted David Griffin fired. If he didn't want David Griffin fired, David Griffin would be the general manager of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Period. End of story. All right, we'll get into the NBA draft upcoming next. I've been told Lonzo Ball is going to the Lakers. And not only do I think that's a good decision, I think I'd take him ahead of anybody else in the NBA draft. Now it's two. You know. I mean, it's like, oh, it was a big thing. It was number two pick as opposed to number one pick. But there's the tangibles versus intangibles. How much credit should one player get for his team winning? How much? We'll dig in with uh, the coach, Steve Lavin, upcoming next. But first... Become the king of flavor, the maestro of any outdoor cookout. Amazed with steaks seared at 750 degrees. Roast a perfectly cooked chicken and be the neighborhood pizza maestro. And the CEO of Low and Slow, just make sure you have the right tool for the job and enjoy the results. Because everything tastes better cooked in a genuine Big Green Egg. Visit BigGreenEgg.com to find an authorized dealer near, near you. And I'm here to tell you the Big Green Egg is the ultimate cooking experience the versatility of the bge is unmatched as a grill a smoker even an outdoor oven if you're a steak guy like me i like the cowboy ribeye you sear them at 800 degrees or if you want to do some ribs over the weekend you can slow smoke them you can even make a crispy pizza or a pie grilling slow smoking slow slow cooking baking smoking roasting amazing results from apps to desserts the egg will exceed all expectations for culinary perfection and with seven convenient sizes to choose from, there's an egg to fit any lifestyle. Just visit BigGreenEgg.com. That's BigGreenEgg.com to find an authorized dealer near you. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for. And on average, save over 3000 off MSRP. Whether you're looking for a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Here's my thoughts on Lonzo Ball. Every year, there's going to be a player that comes out that can score. You can make plays. Like every year. And so I'm not saying that Markel Fultz isn't a better offensive basketball player than Lonzo Ball is. I'm not, not disputing that. I've said that all year. That the, the skill and talents overall of Markel Fultz are better than Lonzo Ball. But there are certain talents, certain things that you can do um, that, that, to me, elevate you far beyond that of uh, of overall talent. Right? And especially because they are rare commodities. Rare. Like, in, in my business, if you're a jack-of-all-trades, that's great. That's great. If you have a field of expertise, 
that is more important than somebody else's field of expertise, or if there's one thing that you do better that others cannot do all, all that often. Like, look, there's a lot of guys who can get up and host a show, especially when it's on teleprompter, right? It takes a, a good amount of diction, you know, the proper diction, good presentation. You got to have just kind of the right look. Reading prompter is not crazy hard. A lot of it's about experience and confidence and then kind of the show in which you're presenting. But people's ability to ad lib, think on the fly, write, be creative, interact with others, all of these kind of inner workings of media, TV or radio, that's kind of what separates people. That's what separates people. I mean, there are a lot of guys that could host a late-night talk show. A lot of comedians who could get up and do, you know, 10 minutes of stand-up when it's written by talented writers. But how do you interact with the guests? You got a card in front of you. You read the questions. They've already been pre-interviewed. It's kind of a setup. All that stuff is set up. But can you listen to them react and double back on a question that you hadn't previously planned on. Th- that's what separates people. It just is. just does. In, um, in basketball, I-, I think that players are more skilled now than they've ever been as shooters. You know, Paul Millsap has made himself into a weapon from three-point range. Big guys, as they spend time in the NBA, become better and better three-point shooters. I think footwork's pretty good. I think ball handling in terms of playing off a pick and roll is excellent. And even if passing overall is as good or better because the defense is better and so the passing across, even if that is better, making people better is something that just so few people can do. It's hard in my business. It's hard in any business. Can you make people around you better? And so while I think Markel Fultz, is a better scorer, a better shooter, a better athlete than Lonzo Ball, does he make everybody around him better? And the answer is to this point, I don't think so. Or not at least to the level that Ball does. And it's hard because we're taught that these tangibles, shooting, athleticism, length, finishing at the room, like these are all super, super important. But sports is as much about intangibles as tangibles. And much stars make others around them better. And so I, I would take Lonzo first. And I think it's the right pick even for the Lakers at two if he's still there, which is going to be still be there. Let's welcome in Steve Lavin, former UCLA head coach. Of course, former head coach of St. John's as well. Fox Sports College basketball analyst. Who I've, I've done, I think we did five NBA drafts together Uh Lav, um, if you were taking number one overall, regardless of team, let's just say you have to pick a player in this draft, who is it? I'd go with uh, Josh Jackson. Hmm. Why? I like uh, the versatility, um, but again, if it's based on a team and their roster and personnel, that needs a quarterback or an orchestrator, a uh, pass-first point guard, then you go with Lonzo Ball. If it's a team that's solid at the point and is looking for a perimeter punch, 
scoring and playmaking from the two-guard spot uh, with someone that can slide over and, and play some out top, uh, then Markel Fultz is very attractive. Uh, but if it doesn't come down to the needs of a point guard or scoring on the perimeter and you're just looking for a player uh, best available, uh, Josh Jackson intrigues me. Now, I've heard he's struggled in some workouts. I've heard there's some questions about the consistency on his shot. Uh, so uh, I think you have to factor that in again. And that's really what the draft is about, is trying to elevate or improve your team. Uh, rarely does a player like Shaquille, Tim Duncan, Bill Russell, Elijah Wan, right? those players come along so often in terms of frontline players. Uh, but it's about finding the right piece or fit uh, the need uh, that a particular team has, and also a complementary piece to those other players. And so, so much of it's going to come down to what are these particular teams that are drafting at the top uh, need, and then looking at this particular draft, the pool of players that are available, uh, because that also dictates to a degree who you take. Steve Lavin, Fox Sports College Basketball Analyst, joining us, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Of course, also works for the Pac-12 Network. Why couldn't Markel Fultz elevate his team? Well, I think number one was uh, no one anticipated that DeJounte Murray and Marquise Chris would go out uh, after their first year. So if those two players return, then Washington's probably looking at 25 to 30 wins, competing for the Pac-12 championship and making a run in the NCAA tournament. Uh, but because of the loss of Murray and Chris, what was left behind uh, was a situation that uh, the young fella wasn't prepared for. And uh, no doubt, you know, that's a factor. And I'm sure people are looking at that and scrutinizing the fact that he wasn't able uh, to get Washington into the NCAA tournament, that a franchise-changing player, uh, if you look through the history of the game, right, Bird, Magic, Isaiah Thomas, uh, Jason Kidd uh, at Cal, uh, those were players that came in and transformed or at least elevated those programs and, and made runs in the NCAA tournament. Magic's case, they won it. And in Bird's case, they're a runner-up. Isaiah uh, obviously won a national title. Jason Kidd took Cal to Sweet 16, knocked off two-time defending national champion Duke uh, at that point. So uh, that, I think, is a factor that I'm sure people look at, but also in fairness to him, uh, when he played with USA Basketball, uh, they won a gold medal. And uh, he clearly was, had success uh, in the years leading up to this freshman year at Washington. But uh, his numbers, his talent, uh, clearly there. And uh, with the right surrounding cast and a good fit, uh, someone that can elevate uh, an NBA team. Um, obviously not just coaching UCLA, covering UCLA, understanding uh, Los Angeles, but understanding the point guard position. When, If I was to say Lonzo Ball is the closest thing to Jason Kidd since Jason Kidd, is that, the, is that the wrong comparison? How do you feel about the comparison? Where I do think they're similar is they're brilliant in terms of passing the ball, the precision um, and the purpose uh, that they play the game with uh, in terms of uh, a functional or purposeful use of the dribble, uh, of the bounce, uh, the economy of the bounce, because so often point guards will take that one extra dribble, massage the ball, and then not hit an open man. Or by the time they hit the open man, the defender is closed out. Uh, but like great quarterbacks, uh, point guards, you know, have to give it to you, uh, you know, 
where you want it, uh, where you're going to be successful, and to put it there on time uh, in terms of efficient offense. And so I think kid and ball are similar in terms of surgical or precision passing uh, on the floor, and their intuitive uh, you know, feel for the game is exceptional. Jason Kidd uh, was physically more stout, and he could impose his will on the game uh, defensively uh, with his physicality, and then offensively, I think he was tailor-made in terms of the next level uh, for the wear and tear of, you know, 82-plus games if you're in the, in the playoffs and if you count the exhibition. Uh, he just he was a physical specimen. He was a, a man playing with boys in college. I was almost a varsity versus Frost or JV situation when he was a cow going up against the rest of the Pac-12. And obviously he went on to a Hall of Fame career. But uh, with Alonzo Ball, my concern, you know, when you compare him to the kid is that he doesn't have the physical stout strength. Uh, Jason Kidd almost was a football player in high top, so like a great running back, but out on the floor uh, with handles and skills. Um, obviously covering the Pac-12, Steve Lavin, Pac-12 Network, Fox Sports, also covered the NCAA Tournament 4 for CBS Sports. Joining us, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Um, Lowry Markkinen is somebody who apparently Phil Jackson loves. Everyone wants to call him, you know, the Kristaps Porzingis light. He, he struggled kind of towards the stretch run there in the Pac-12 and you were covering the league. What's your assessment of Markkinen and what we can expect from him in, during his rookie contract? I'm a, a big fan of Mark, and my only concern, we can talk about his strength, because uh, I think they're pretty obvious. My one concern would be his lateral foot speed and uh, defending you know, on the perimeter uh, against quicker players, more athletic players, and, and managing you know, uh, pick-and-roll, pick-and-pop situations in the various ways in the NBA uh, that they defend uh, you know, ball screens. Uh, and so that lateral foot speed, even his foot speed north-south from rim to rim got exposed at times against teams like Oregon and uh, really, you know, Arizona's lateral foot speed along the front line. All their front line players really struggled in that aspect, and it did catch up to them uh, even in their loss against Xavier. Uh, but what I do like is for a player his size, uh, the ability to shoot the ball, to pass the ball, to see over the top, uh, good instincts, you can slide him inside where he can take smaller players uh, you know, into the basket area. Uh, he can step away with comfort um, and a tremendous feel uh, for the game offensively. Uh, there's an ease or a fluidity uh, that he plays the game with. And I think he'll continue to get better. So I would expect him you know, to be a solid 10, 12-year pro who's capable of the double-doubles and putting up good numbers and a really good complementary piece if he's right if he's with the right, uh, you know, team and, and the right surrounding group of players. Um, but there is some concern with his foot speed, uh, both rim to rim and laterally from sideline to sideline in terms of picking up the feet, being able to defend uh, on the perimeter. Uh, let me ask you about uh, a couple of super young players that I know you've seen. Zach Collins, Gonzaga, of course, his stock just skyrocketed up because of their play in the NCAA tournament. And then Justin Patton from Creighton, uh, working for Fox Sports, covering the Big East. If you had to bet your uh, sizable salary, which allows you to travel the world and send out incredible Instagrams from all over the all over the globe, uh, Steve Lavin, who who's more likely to be the better pro, Justin Patton or uh, or Zach Collins? I go with Patton at this point, although can't go wrong with either. But the fact Patton picked up the game later uh, in his life 
and is just now, you know, beginning uh, to get a feel in a sense. He's still growing into his body. And uh, I think he'll continue to, to make leaps and bounds as a player, uh, but you couldn't go wrong with either. Uh, but I'd say Patton, if you look down the line on the upside, which is so often how the NBA drafts these days, because there's so many young prospects coming out. Uh, and as a result, you have to play that projection game. That's what these GMs get paid for is to look into the crystal ball, do their research and to the best of their abilities, uh, try and look down the line and how a player will develop. And uh, that's why often the underclassmen get drafted ahead of the juniors or seniors or even fifth-year players who've been around longer. Uh, those players tend to go in the second round. Great stuff, Lav. Uh, you still in San Francisco? Yes. Actually, uh, my mom's having some health struggles, so send up a prayer, and uh, we're going to uh, see her through here. So. All right. Send my regards, and uh, I look forward to catching up with you in person very, very soon. Thanks for being our guest on Fox Sports Radio. Okay. Take care, Doug. All right. That's uh, Steve Lavin joining us from uh, San Francisco. Sound like coffee shop in San Francisco, didn't it? Sound like coffee shop? Lav, big coffee guy, big Java guy, big yoga guy as well. Walker, good on Instagram if you like. Like, he's like a, it's uh, very at one with, at peace with the earth. Love Lav. We're going to take your phone calls, read some of your tweets, and react to how we've gotten to this place where the the NBA offseason, which we haven't even reached free agency, which is begins July 1st, more interesting than the postseason. 877-996-6369. That after we find out what's trending. Now's a fantastic time to buy a new Honda. Visit shophonda.com or visit your local Honda dealer today. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Sam Amick with some interesting tweets here. On the Lakers-Pacers front, which uh, Mark Stein from um, ESPN said they have begun trade discussions. Uh, this is Sam Amick from USA Today says, uh, on the Lakers-Pacers front, Paul George and D'Angelo Russell have the same agent, Aaron Mintz of CAA, and he would like them to play together. Tricky. Uh, yes, Mintz also has Lakers' Julius Randle. It doesn't really. It, I, I'd love, I understand that people think this really matters, but it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. My agent, at, who's also at CAA, represents a lot of big, bigger-name people in this industry. Like the reason that you are the agent is you, you got to look at what's best for your player, right? But you also have to be reasonable. And if the Lakers choose to make a move for Paul George, like one, Paul George is a more important client, but you can't necessarily think that way. Not if you're a really good agent, but two, you, you got to think that if you're D'Angelo Russell, he needs a fresh start. He needs somebody to walk by the uh, the Xbox and just happen to bump into it, right? Don't tell me you didn't do that. Uh, you're getting beat by your big brother playing Madden or back in the Nintendo days playing double dribble or Blades of Steel. Blades of Steel, right? You're playing Blades of Steel, and he's up like 7-1. to one. He's whooping you. He's talking trash. And then his girlfriend calls, and he goes in the room like, don't touch them. Don't touch anything. Don't touch anything. And then while he's gone, like, you just go and kind of walk by the thing. You hit reset. Like, oh, I don't know what happened. 
I don't know. What are you doing, dude? I was up 7-1. What's up? I never did that. I, I just I imagine that this could happen somewhere. I, don't, I, I did happen to have a big brother. We did play Blades of Steel or RBI Baseball or Contra or, uh, man, old school games. Or Double Dribble. And uh, when the, I was the king of Double Dribble. You know, the double dribble thing where you jump in the air out of bounds and then back inbounds and shoot and you never miss? Especially when you're going the the right to left direction. You could jump at the very top of the screen out of bounds. And, or when you played Tecmo Bowl and you could, or, uh, you could run backwards to the screen and then you came out in the end zone. That was pretty cool. Anyway. Mark Stein says the Clippers, Rockets, Wizards, and yes, the Cavs are among teams that have also talked to... I talked Paul George trade with Indiana league sources say the the problem with it is what are you willing to give up? And unless you're the Clippers, Hey dude has said, I want to live in Los Angeles. Uh, Mike Bresnahan, who of course covers the team for of time Warner cable, which is the Lakers own network. Following Steinline Ramona Shelbourne report, Lakers would rather acquire Paul George now than free agent 18, but wary of giving up too much. That's what we talked about yesterday. You don't want to do what the Knicks had to do in order to get Carmelo Anthony. You're, you're okay giving up an asset or two, but you don't want to overspend thinking he's going to come your way anyway. Eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. What a crazy night! Crazy night. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that LeBron leaves and goes to Los Angeles. I don't think so. But I think the idea that because they 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 didn't fire David Griffin, his contract was up, it wasn't renewed, might have asked for too much money because of that. They um, that he would leave like this is a sign like. I don't think so. I think the best pressure you can put on on LeBron James to stay is, one, the fact that he's home, and two, continue to build a championship team. Whatever you think that ent- whatever you think it takes to build a championship team, that's what you should do. Now, is there a risk for Dan Gilbert? For Dan Gilbert? Sure. A huge risk. But this idea that LeBron is mad because of a tweet, let me explain something about Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The only time anybody's ever had a bad day is when somebody dies or somebody's had cancer and somebody has cancer and they put it out on Facebook. But nobody ever updates a, hey, you know, I had a bad I had a, a, a normal day today. Nothing much happened. Facebook is adult show and tell. Instagram is look at how good and fun my life is. And Twitter is, you know, for for non-celebrities, it's super opinionated. Nobody can see my FaceTime. And for celebrities generally, it's, uh, it's you know, buy this or how good is that? Or simply saying, you know, simply going with whatever the social wind says you should go with. Very hard to find who somebody really is on Instagram, on Twitter, on anywhere on social. You just, it's very, very hard. There's always like, well, they're, wait, she's in a bikini again? God, she needs attention, right? Uh, they're showing off what their new house, their new car. Like, man, they're just, 
They're, they're, they're those people. But for the most part, everything is great. Look how great my life is. And I think in many ways, LeBron James, I started the show saying this. He might not have wanted David Griffin fired, but if he really didn't want him fired, he should have said something. And saying that you know what what's going to happen in the NBA a year ago today. Here's all you have to know about anybody who assumes that today means that LeBron will go to the Lakers. A year ago today, a year ago today, the Cavs were champions. Everybody thought KD was coming back. And it was going to be the Spurs, the Warriors, the Clippers, and the Oklahoma City Thunder fighting against the Cavaliers because the Cavaliers were building a dynasty. Remember that? And now everybody's playing catch up with the Warriors. And Paul George wants to join the Lakers. And the Clippers may be breaking apart. Or maybe they're not. Things change in 12 months, so much changes. So much. Will Dwayne Wade return to Chicago? That part of big deal, little deal, or no deal? Plus, did you see or read the ruling from the Supreme Court of the United States in regards to the Washington Redskins? How big a deal is it? Find out next. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for. New or used, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Allen Show, Fox Sports Radio. This is interesting on how little, little play this story has gotten. Um, there was a Supreme Court case in regards to the Washington Redskins logo. The U.S. Supreme Court has ruled in the case involving the name brand, the slants, that may be offensive to Asian Americans, that uh, the guarantee of free speech under the First Amendment overcomes the government's supposed ability to invalidate a trademark rights, trademark rights that are potentially offensive grounds. It didn't mean that the slants or the Redskins aren't offensive. It means that the government can't deny a trademark protection based upon arguments that a given term does or that's offended. The government argued in the current case and in the Washington case that the issuance of trademark transforms the potentially offensive term into government speech. Regardless of which, regardless of which, there was a case going back a couple years ago where the Redskins could not have trademark protected rights on the term Redskins. And this is like two seasons ago. Remember, it's like two seasons ago. There's a movement. A lot of NFL announcers, I only call them Washington. I won't call them the Redskins. And just so you know where I stand on this side of this is I don't think the Redskins is an offensive term because when the Redskins were first named, it wasn't, it wasn't created in order to to be offensive. There was no consideration of it. Like, what can we find? It was, the idea was, hey, how can we name the team basically like Indians, Warriors, whatever, like just a different offshoot of it. And they had, there was actually a guy, I don't want to go in the whole story of it, but there was no intent. There was no intent to be offensive. 
Um, and I, I think what happens is, and, and, you know, there's been different studies done, and many of them have shown that on Native American lands, the most popular team, most popular NFL team, is in fact the Redskins. It's actually a point of pride. And some of it is white guilt in us feeling bad. Like, I don't think that Washington Redskins football team gave smallpox, you know, to to Native Americans on uh, the Trail of Tears, right? And so don't correlate that awful historical story of white America in regards to Native American, Native Americans with the Redskins. Like, the Redskins have tried— have tried and not always succeeded, just like Florida State has with the Seminoles, um, to be some sort of some source of pride. Like, hey, this is a great people. They were strong. They were proud. They fought for their land. They fought for their families. And I mean, they're just out outgunned, to be honest with you. And this is how we represent them in our culture. Let's not wipe them from the face of the earth. Let's get to the sack. Let's reach into Godlieb's sack. <laughs> All right, Dan Byer, I didn't give you much time. Let's get after it. All right, let's do it. You mentioned earlier, anyway, we are doing today. Big deal, little deal, no deal. Uh, Doug, big deal, little deal, or no deal. An ESPN report says Bulls guard Dwayne Wade leaning towards picking up his option worth $24 million next season. Now, there has been some conflicting info on what Wade's plans would be if Jimmy Butler would be traded. But either way, ESPN says that Wade expected to be in Chicago next year. $24 million, which he could not get on the open market. Chicago overpaid him to come home. Yeah, of course he's not. Most guys opt out, but not Dwayne Wade because he can't get that money or even half that money on the open market. Where he goes next year, that's interesting. We'll talk about it next hour. Big deal, little deal, or no deal that Hall of Fame defensive lineman Warren Sapp announced that he'll donate his brain to the Concussion Legacy Foundation once he passes away. Have you seen his video when he got arrested because he had two prostitutes in his room? I'm not sure how much brain function there is anyway, but it's a big deal. A living player saying, I got some issues. I want to donate my brain to science. Uh, Look, football is in a very tenuous spot. I continue to believe that we're a class action lawsuit away from losing high school football, high school football, because high schools, they can't, if, if they lose a class action lawsuit, they don't have the money. The NFL does to pay it to go away. How about this final one? I know you guys uh, love film. Big deal, little deal, or no deal that Daniel Day-Lewis is retiring from acting at the age of 60. No more Daniel Day-Lewis movies. Is that a big deal, little deal, or no deal? That's a little deal. When was the last Daniel Day-Lewis movie? He, he's been in some really good ones. Gangs of New York. Lincoln. Uh, last of the Mohicans. Lincoln. Lincoln was simply made to win Academy Awards, by the way. It was well done, but it was simply win to. What was, what was the last really good one? John Ramos. Do you like Daniel Day-Lewis? There would be Bud. What's that? Why is, I don't understand why he's retiring. It's going to just uh, go on to do other things, apparently. And uh, they would have no further comment on why he is uh, leaving the world of acting. Okay, I didn't know it was that hard a gig. <laughs> like, you can pick and choose when you want to work. And that's my, that's what's in my sack. <laughs> that was Gottlieb's sack. No, I mean, he's, <laughs> awesome. he's been awesome. But, like, you know, like if he took three years off and he came back and he took on a new role, would anybody know? No. Do you trade Kristaps Porzingis? We discuss next. Boom, what up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. So much to get to today. We thought we'd have a chillaxing day. You know, we're like two days away from the NBA draft, which you can hear awesome draft show. Me, Metta World Peace, 
Chris Broussard for four hours or so. We do that four hours. Brian Music's going to produce. Uh, we're going to just basically the whole first round before it, and then recap it afterwards, and then as the picks come down, and then Broussard's cell phone will just be blowing up during it. I have obviously some connections with these teams as well, and an opinion on all the players. And Meta can give us. Uh, he's been, you know, he's coming straight off of vacation. He when he found out he wanted, he's doing this. Like he's calling a bunch of people. He wants to know what he's talking about and how these, and, and what's going on inside the league, which he he's played in last season. So it's a bunch. That's uh, seven p.m. Eastern time. Seven p.m. Eastern time. Yeah, four p.m. Pacific. So we have we're done here at three. From three to four, what are we doing? Grabbing a bite to eat. <laughs> what are we gonna do? What are we gonna yeah. eat? Um, I don't know, man. There's that's Ryan, music producer of this show, who somehow got looped into. You get a day off? You get an extra day off for working that show? I don't, but I, you know, <laughs> I do not. I just uh, they offered it up, and I said a chance to work with Doug, Chris, yeah. and Meta. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. You should, oh. get, you should get a day off. I'm gonna negotiate for all you guys. That's a comp day. <laughs> comp day. Comp day. Um, we can get some pokey. You're a big pokey guy. I am a big pokey. Po- is it pokey or is it pokey? I say pokey, but it uh, could be 100% wrong. Ramos? I don't know, but where's the closest one? Because I love uh, it's it, like too. A, it's like a block down, okay. a block down uh, Sepulveda. Like, you walk down there, they got like they got everything. Like Starbucks, poke. Uh, I believe they, they film X-rated movies there. It's yeah. Valley, oh, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's Valley. It's Valley. There's it's actually like, two of those before uh, you even get to the yeah, Starbucks. Yeah. I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Massage parlor. <laughs> massage parlor. Uh Massage park. Does Dan Byer know how the correct pronunciation of poke? I believe at the massage parlor they call it pokey. Um, I believe that's how it works, and everywhere else it's parquet. Byer. No, no, po- poke, right? Yeah, Byer. whatever it is. I don't even know what you guys are talking about. I it's gotta a, be honest. It's a, it's a type of sauce that goes on tuna that usually they put it on at the poke place. They put that same. You can put any sauce you want. It's like a fresh, like you can go and get fresh, cut up fresh fish over like a bed of rice or a bed of seaweed or whatever. And like you, it's huh? It, it it's good. Dan doesn't like fish. So you have you ever been to Hawaii, Dan? No, no, never. Really? Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> do you have any desire to go? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd love to sometime. Just haven't made it. Uh, okay, but now you're there. married. Now it's like an excuse for like first honeymoon. Yeah, or it's been brought up as a possible place to go. Yeah. Now you guys haven't taken the honeymoon. The honeymoon has it already been planned or? No, no, it's still in the. Uh, planning stage. There you go. I just made your plan for you. Go to go to Maui. That is an option. That is that is a legitimate Maui's, option. Maui's great. And I can there's a place called the Gazebo has these ridiculous coconut pancakes. You're like, oh like, you know, and, and I don't know how you are on pancakes or how you are on coconut, but um that's it's kinda like you ever had Tennessee honey whiskey? You guys ever had that? No. I don't like yes. I'm not really a honey guy and I'm not really a whiskey guy, but you put the dude in there, you're like awesome. It's the you know what that is? It's the opposite of women's basketball. Like, I love women. I find women to be fascinating. I find women to be more intelligent than we are. Um, you know, my wife balances the three kids, four kids counting me, the dog, the cat, the house, life, etc. I love women, and I love basketball. Put women in basketball together, like, eh. It's a tough watch. It'd be tough for me to watch. I thought I had a coconut allergy when I ate a box of Samoas, a Girl Scout cookies. You ate a box of Samoas? Up. Yeah, it's you know like my uvula got swollen. And I had to go to an, excuse me. You know the uvula, the thing that hangs down on the back of your mouth. Oh, sorry, I thought you were just talking about a different part of the body. No, it's called your uvula. Yes, the punching bag in the back of your yes, throat. Yes, that's it. That's no it. Idea. After a box of Girl Scout cookies, I, I thought that was the coconut allergy. So I don't know if I can do coconut pancakes. Mm. Mm. I'm more waffles and pancakes. I'm more hamburger than hot dog. Um, I'm more peanut butter than jelly. Uh, but I do love 
the coconut pancakes at the gazebo are spectacular. Spectacular. We'll probably be doing a lot of pokeing on our honeymoon anyway. Oh, so. uh, <laughs> there we T- go. That's, uh, that's what we finally. call it. TMI. TMI. But uh, how about John I, saying finally? You know, like <laughs> like he's been waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> John wants the video. That's really what it was. He wants the not the wedding video. Hello. Okay. So, so there's a there's a uh, there's just a, a growing story out there that Phil Jackson is fielding calls in regards to potentially moving Kristaps Porzingis, which is causing Knicks fans to lose their collective minds. Nobody loses their minds like Knicks fans. First thing is this. It really doesn't matter what they throw out there. Knicks fans have this eternal optimism in which they show up. I've been, the new garden is spectacular. It hasn't moved. They put a billion dollars into the building and people still go. They find a reason to go. And though they may hate Phil Jackson, I'm not sure you're aware, but Phil Jackson signed a contract extension mid season this year. You got him for three more years. Like imagine if you're a New Yorker right now and you're fed up with the Knicks, you got, you got uh, Trump for three and a half, and you got Phil Jackson for three. Thank God the Yankees are good. So he ain't going anywhere. But neither are the Knicks in their current status. Terrible contract with Joe Kim Noah. Just awful. Derrick Rose, they got Derrick Rose a free agent, and no one is discussing, right? No one is discussing. And so. We're left with this, what can the Knicks do? And so Phil Jackson is doing what's absolutely prudent as a general manager. You evaluate your assets and you find out what what are they worth on the open market. That's actually doing your job as a general Now, that doesn't mean, one, he hasn't traded Perzingis. He simply evaluated what, his, what the value is. He called Phoenix and said, um... What about Devin Brooks? Right? Because I'm sure the feeling is Devin Brooks, a young star, burgeoning star, Christos Przingis, a young burgeoning star, and if you can get Devin Brooks, then you can draft a big guy and you may be further along. It, it's it's not a terrible idea to evaluate what things are worth. It's the same reason that people go to Zillow. Right? You guys know what Zillow is? Now, look, Zillow's not always accurate, and they've been sued in some places or whatever. But there's this thing on Zillow called the Make Me Move. You know what the Make Me Move is? What you do is you like, like, I don't want to sell my house, but if somebody wants to give me a million dollars for my house that is probably worth $800,000, goodbye. It's yours, right? Which is all that Phil Jackson is doing. He's created the Make Me Move. If the Boston Celtics want to give him the third pick in the draft, which he can pick either Jason Tatum or Josh Jackson, and they want to give him one more one more player so he can get a young up-and-coming rookie that he likes, plus he has his own he's his own eighth pick in the draft. Maybe he takes Lowry Market in there. And he can get an established player. If you can get three players for what's Two for if you can get two for one, and then potentially see if you could, if you can move Carmelo Anthony, turn Carmelo Anthony into Kevin Love. 
why wouldn't you at least consider it? This idea that no one is tradable, no one is movable. It, it does actually lay, lead credence to what the Cleveland Cavaliers are doing. I think it's, I think it's with, with a couple of people as the exception, it's crazy to consider trading Kyrie Irving, mostly because of the makeup of the Cleveland Cavaliers. But one of the things that apparently management disagreed with David Griffin, the now former general manager of the Cleveland Cavaliers, was over the idea of at least considering trading Kyrie Irving. What's the value for him? What's the value for? So, look, if if you call up Phoenix and you're like, uh, give me Devin Booker and you can have Christos Porzingis. I don't think that's a crazy ask. And I think that's like a make me move price on your Zillow. You know? And if somebody doesn't want to pay it, then you don't sell it. My wife, on the other hand, she does this like tag sales, like yard sales. Just give stuff away. I have a set of weights. They're polyurethane weights, like the stuff that you, like in a weight room, you know. I actually, they're actually Harvard's weights. I couldn't go to Harvard, but I could buy their weights secondhand. So I think I paid for like 500 bucks for them. I knew the guy who was the dealer who had traded out their weights. So, my wife calls me and she's like, and we're set to move cross country. And she's like, well, the moving guys came and they said it's a couple hundred bucks just because these weights are so heavy. So do you want to sell them? I was like, I don't want to sell them. She's like, well, would you go to a gym? I was like, yeah, but it's still, as my son gets older, it's still cool to be able in a, if I have a nice big garage to put a little weight room in there, right? A little place where, where we can go do some curls, go take them to the gun show. You don't always have to go to the gym if they're there. Or if I do sell them, like, I want to get a reasonable value for them. So if somebody's willing to pay a certain price, her problem is that she just wears down and, like, fine. Like If she had Christoph Przingis, she'd be like, oh, you don't want to give me the number three pick? Fine. Give me Jay Crowder and I'm good. She just gets wear- worn down by the whole negotiations of it. So I know it's very easy to criticize Phil Jackson. Super easy. He hasn't always said the right thing, and hiring Derek Fisher and, frankly, Jeff Hornacek might not have been the right thing. And he's fought with Carmelo Anthony, who, look, Carmelo Anthony was a pain in the ass long before Phil Jackson ever got there. Derek Rose was an odd fit that they took a one-year flyer on. I would encourage them not to renew unless it was at, like, half of a max contract so you can get a starting point guard on the cheap. Like, that's the only reason you do it. But in this particular case, listing your house for sale on a make-me-move price, not crazy. Kind of smart. Kind of smart. Metal World Peace is going to join us upcoming next. Do the Lakers have to completely turn over their roster in order to get to the playoffs? Or can the current crop of youngsters make it? Make it work. Make it work. That's upcoming next, but first, your life is never going to taste the same. What's your favorite thing to do on weekends at home? For me, I love to grill. I love to smoke foods. I love to roast foods. I like to cook things slow and low. I like to, I like to use my big green egg. There's nothing like cooking yourself, tasting all the different seasonings you put on it, feeling like, I'm a man, here's meat. 
uh, created it. But you can do more than just meat. You can do pizza. You can do a pie. You can cook any possible way you want to cook something on the Big Green Egg. And the Doug Gottlieb Show is giving one of these away. All you have to do to enter is head over to foxsportsradio.com to enter or find a dealer by going to biggreenegg.com. No purchase necessary. Void in Alaska, Hawaii, and where prohibited. Open to legal U.S. D.C. residents 18 or over. Sweepstakes ends at 11.59 p.m. That's June 26, 2017. You can win a big green egg for free by going to foxsportsradio.com and be the CEO of Low and Slow. Cook anything you want, any way you want. It's the most, it's the most versatile, diverse cooking device you can ever have. You can win it for free or go to biggreenegg.com. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for. And on average, save over 3000 off MSRP. Whether you're looking for a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Mm-mm-mm. For the best NBA draft show Thursday night, you can catch me. Chris Broussard and Metal World Peace right here on Fox Sports Radio and on iHeart. Beginning at 7 Eastern, taking you through the entire first round of the NBA draft. We'll give you pick-by-pick predictions and analysis for all picks of the first round. That's Thursday night with me, Chris Broussard, Metal World Peace at 7 Eastern right here on Fox Sports Radio. So uh, So much to get to in terms of what's going on. And it's weird to me because I, I think there's parts of the league that we're not even covering. Right? I do feel like there's parts of the league we're not even investigating what's going on in Portland, in New Orleans, in Sacramento, in you know, there's all these other teams. Like no I I, I get them, no, nobody cares. But there's a sleeper cell out there which will become part of the story. There's always one team, and you know, for a long time in the past, it was, hey, give them, give it to, uh, you know, send the send it to Sacramento. They'll take whatever you got, right? They'll take, be the land of misfit toys. Exactly what they've been. Who is the team that takes on the bad salary? Who is the team that they they get to be part of a three way, a four way trade? You're like, why are they even? That's really kind of the untold story of it. But the news of the day in the NBA is a plenty. Jimmy Butler pushing for a trade to the Cavs. Kyrie Irving could push for a trade if LeBron plans to leave. Chauncey Billups, the likely frontrunner to be general manager of the Cleveland Cavaliers. And the Cavs working on multi-team trade scenarios to acquire Jimmy Butler. Chicago Tribune reported that the Phoenix Suns we have the number four pick in Thursday night's draft, as well as the available an available first-rate point guard in Eric Bledsoe, are a potential third-team facilitator in a scenario. So I think it's and then what what do the Celtics do? Are the Celtics? Bill Simmons was on with Colin Cowherd earlier today, and he said like, "Hey, I kind of think that trade to get the number three pick. I kind of feel like that trade." Is uh, is a setup for another trade. Let's welcome in Metal World Peace. You can hear him Thursday night 
here on Fox Sports Radio as we cover the the uh, the NBA draft. Meta, uh, let's first talk Lakers. There's a growing assumption that they take Lonzo Ball. Wh- what do you think in regards to Ball and the fit with the current roster of players? I, I don't know. There's a lot of great plays out there. Lonzo Ball is in a really good situation, being able to play in the NBA and have a long career. And then the same thing with Falk and the same thing with Fox. Lakers are in a good situation with the talent they have and the talent that they acquire. So, you know, for me, I'm really excited about all the new draft picks. You know, not just not one pick. Uh, and then we'll see who the Lakers draft. You know, I, I'm not in the, in the in the war room. So, you know, I can't be excited for something that I know nothing about. So, um, for the most part, I know they're in a good situation. You know, uh, I mean, they got money, they got picks, you know. They got they, they, they in a really good situation. All right, let me just uh, update you a story that just broke. Adrian Wojnarowski uh, tweeted out, the Pacers have reached a, a deal. Uh, could be like, Wait, is that a fake account? That looks like a real account. No, that's, that's a fake account. Never mind. That's, that's a fake account. Uh, Thank you. I appreciate it. You always got to be cur- good, good catch on that one. That's a fake Adrian Wojnarowski <laughs> account. Um, so I guess here's my thought, my, my question to you, uh, Meta is you play with yeah. these young guys and yeah. magic came out and basically said, Brandon Ingram's the only untouchable is magic right. is magic missing. Is there somebody else you play with? Like, no, no, no you want to keep, you want to hold on. D'Angelo seems to fallen out of favor. Um, Jordan right. Clarkson's fallen a little bit out of favor. Larry Nance, right, right, a good right. player, but from the previous regime, what's your sense of if, is there a player that magic might be missing on that has more value than, than the new regime believes? Well, you know, for me, it's all about the, the unit and the chemistry. So I don't really care about any one player. Because you put one player on the team, you know, against uh, an opponent, and I bet fans are not going to show up to see one player versus five. Right? So, you know, for me, I, I like to talk about, you know, what type of combinations is out there that can fit for the Lakers and where the Lakers can get back on top. You know, and uh, they do have some combinations out there that can work. You know, m- maybe some don't work. You know, so uh, you know, you know, maybe some don't work. So uh, I think I think uh, it's all about the combinations, and they have a lot of great plays. They have a lot of great individual plays, and you know, put, uh, put potential. But they got to put it together. So as far as what Magic said, you know, he's uh, he's running the show. So he sees something that he sees that's gonna, you know, help the Lakers. So I can't really speak for Magic, but in terms of what I feel, you know, I feel like it's all about chemistry. And it's all about, you know, what combinations can actually get on stables in the floor and put together some wins. Um, the, the Cavs appear to be pursuing Jimmy Butler, and there's some talk of Paul George. Who makes them more likely to beat the Warriors, Butler or Paul George? I think it's not about um, oh, who makes them more likely for the Cavs. So it's hard to say. The Warriors are very, very uh, advanced. Or in some cases, you have to get players that can play off the ball, players that can cut, players that can shoot off the move, players that have endurance, you know, and, and players that can pass, that can back cut, that can make the back cut pass. So I'm not sure if, you know, Butler and Paul George are those type of players in order to beat the Warriors. Because the Warriors, you need more than just some really good talent to beat them. You need a little bit of uh, a heart. You need a little bit of uh, intelligence. You need unselfish play. And 
I'm not sure. I'm not 100% sure that those are the players to do it. Uh, Metal World Peace joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, what about the Clippers? You know, you, you look at the Clippers, and this group has been together, and now they have to make the first Chris Paul has to decide, do I, do I sign a $200-plus million deal or do I, do I pursue a ring for less money elsewhere? There's been talk, well, maybe you move on from Blake. He's always hurt. If, if they were to ask Metal World Peace, hey, man, you keep this group together or maybe let J.J. walk? Do you trade away, do you, you know, trade away Blake Griffin? Like, what, what do you do if you were in charge? The, the Clippers, they're very, very uh, talented. So they can win right off their talent if they're not hurt. They can easily win a, a title. So now, given the fact that they're hurt, that's hurting them a lot. But they're also one-dimensional, but they're so talented at work sometimes. But being one-dimensional can hurt you. Uh, I don't see a lot of versatility in terms of when it's time to make those adjustments, you know, uh, in the game. You know, maybe you got to play off the ball one time, or maybe you have to post. You know, uh, like DeAndre, he's really good at dunking and blocking, but he's not, he doesn't have much post game. And Blake is really good at one-on-one, but, you know, get, getting better uh, shooting off the ball. And Chris Paul needs the ball all the time, you know. And so he has to get better off the ball, right? He has to, and so I think those type of adjustments can actually help the Clippers. Uh, you know, Jamal Crawford on the ball, you know. And so so many guys that's one-dimensional. Yeah. And I think that's what hurts. That's what hurts the Clippers. They need a little bit of a, you know, versatility. Roles, yeah, no, they they need vers- yeah. versatility. They like need you know, two thousand two thousand seventeen basketball guys had to be able to play multiple positions, guard multiple positions, and they're kind of they're almost built for a foregone era, right? Like you have the true a truest true point guard. You got a, and you got a true five, and you got a true power right. forward who those skilled at those positions. They don't have the versatility of others. Yeah, they need some more versatility. Uh, I think a little bit more body movement and a little bit more ball movement will help them because they're a physical team, but they don't really use that a lot to their advantage. They don't cut hard consistently, uh, you know, and, and, and uh, I don't see a lot of passing on the cut from the Clippers. And you can't really, you know, you can't really win today only because of the Warriors. Now, if it, if it wasn't for the Warriors, they would be able that type of ball could win. But the Warriors get it. They play the right way, and they, and they continue to improve. You see what I'm saying? So now, with that being said, the Warriors have set the bar in terms of IQ. Great, great stuff. Matt, I can't wait to see you in studio on Thursday night as we get we uh, get a chance to, to catch up and talk about the NBA draft as the first round occurs. Really appreciate, appreciate you being our guest on Fox Sports Radio. The Pandas friend, appreciate you guys. I'll see you guys soon. All right, that's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's Metal World Peace. That should be interesting. I I have a thought. There's this. Kevin Durant is expected to opt out of his contract, sign as a free agent with the Golden State Warriors. Don't freak out. He's not going to leave. He's going to sign a deal and apparently take a little bit less than he's supposed to. There's an interesting kind of undiscussed part of Kevin Durant taking less money. I'll tell you what that is after we find out what's trending. Become the king of flavor, the maestro of any outdoor cookout. Just make sure you have the right tool for the job and enjoy the results because everything tastes better cooked in a genuine big green egg. 
Visit BigGreenEgg.com to find an authorized dealer near you. Hey, Dave, drop a load on it. All right? <laughs> now when it comes up here, wait, let me see. Oh, no, it's just the music. There's the, that's a jam. It's a good little, it's a jam. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. You know what's weird about the Kevin Durant? going to take a little bit less money. So KD signed a one plus one. He's going to opt out, which most of them, outside of Dwayne Wade, they'll probably all opt out. Like, here's the thing. Like, Okay, remember, the Banana Boat crew was always talking about playing together. It could all happen next year with the Clippers. And I don't know, and maybe you guys could find the sound, if you would. Yesterday, uh, Jerry West was accepting his position as a consultant for the Clippers. And he, he said something which, I don't know, to me, I felt like this was, and this might not be discussed enough, to me it felt like, felt, like this was an overture towards LeBron James. Now, I've started the show and stated repeatedly that I don't know what led to Dan Gilbert firing David Griffin, his general manager, not re-upping his deal, as, as his contract was saying. But, but I also believe that if LeBron James really didn't want him fired, he would have said, over my dead body, right? He would have done the Jimmy Chitwood. He goes, I go, he stays, I play, right? So, on the other hand, this has never been a great relationship, especially since LeBron left and there was the Comic Sans and, like, even the bygones are never truly bygones. LeBron brought him a championship, but LeBron continues to run up the bill on him. Like, right? Like, LeBron is that top sales guy who has the corporate credit card, and the guy, he was with the corporation before, and they brought him back, and he's like, I, he didn't really want to come back, but it's such a good job, and his kids were happy in school there, and his wife's happy there. He's like, fine, whatever. And then every time he goes out anywhere, he's like, you know what? Put it on the card. What are you going to do? Fire me? I got all the big accounts. Right? He's corporate credit card guy. No, no, no. I got this. Great guy to hang with, by the way. Great guy to hang with. Sushi tonight? Sushi tonight. Steak tonight? Steak tonight. Then you can even go to the wallet like that. Like, no, no, dude. It's not me. Corporate credit card. That's what LeBron is. They, they have the they have highest salary for the second consecutive year in the NBA. LeBron keeps running up the credit card. But um, Jerry West said something about the ownership specifically of the L.A. Clippers. Take a listen. But I am sold on the ownership here. I am really sold on this ownership. I think they wanted to establish their own identity this, in this town, and that's what to me is most important. Establish... Their own identity, and number one, their own ability to win at the very highest level. We want to win at the very highest level and ownership. Okay? Now, Banana Boat Crew. Chris Paul? Carmelo Anthony. Where's Carmelo Anthony coming from? New York. The disaster in New York does not stop at Phil Jackson. It's James Dolan arguing with a really well-respected player from the 90s in Charles Oakley, getting him ejected and getting him arrested during an NBA game. Ownership. LeBron James, free agent at the end of next year, wants to reportedly come to Los Angeles. 
What's his big what's his big gripe? Ownership. Dan Gilbert, always in the way. Kind of a clown. Overreacted when I left. Hey, this is we want to win a championship. That speaks to LeBron. We have the best we have a great owner, a dynamic owner. The reason I'm here is the owner. It doesn't mean it's true or not. Right? Like the Lakers didn't want to hire Jerry West and his run had kind of run out in Golden State. He lives in LA. Like it all kind of makes sense. They need somebody who has credibility. Nobody has more credibility than Jerry West. But it's not like, hey, Jerry, do you want to come and run the Milwaukee Bucks? No, thanks. Well, they went the greatest owner in the world. You can have the greatest owner in the world you want. No, thanks. I felt like that was a direct overture at both Carmelo and LeBron. And if you get Carmelo and LeBron and Chris Paul, you're going to get Dwayne Wade, whose contract will expire with the Chicago Bulls, all at the same time. Now, they'll probably all be too old past their prime. It might not matter. That's what it felt like to me. And they're all competing with the Golden State Warriors, and Kevin Durant's supposedly going to take less. But I guess, here's my question. So Steph Curry this offseason can sign a deal, which is like the Supermax, right? What is it? It's over $200 million, isn't it, uh, Ryan Music? Do you know the exact figure? I want to, to the penny. Gross, not net. I'm, I'm kidding about it to the penny. I, 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 I want to say it's $202 million. That's what I want to say. If not, sounds really good. If I missed it by a couple million, what's a couple million among friends, right? So we all know that one of the reasons that this all came together, that they were able to have the cap room to sign Kevin Durant last year, is that Steph Curry was wildly underpaid because he was operating under a second contract and when he negotiated that second contract, it was in his third year in the NBA, after his, uh, I think, before his fourth year in the NBA. So it's five years, $210 million. Five years, $210 million. That's an average of over $40 million, correct? My math right? Isn't it? That's a lot of money. So I, I guess, here's what, this is, I get that Steph didn't make as much as he could have over the last four years, over his two MVP years. And so maybe some of this is the evening out the scale. But why, why is it incumbent upon Kevin Durant to take three, four million dollars less to sign Andre Iguodala? Like, this is where teams go bad. Like, if Steph Curry loves playing with Kevin Durant, speaking of credit cards, it's like, when you throw out a card and the other guy, no, you, no, no, you, no, you, I got it, I got it, I got it. You start fighting, you know, wrestling, you become best friends, and then you start punching each other out because you want to pay for the bill. As your wife said, don't let him pay. And what do you do? What are you supposed to do when a bill comes? You, you may go out with your buddy and his three kids and his wife, and it's you and your wife, but what are you supposed to do, Ramos? What's the proper etiquette there? Take, grab the bill. Take the bill well, first. Right. But if he insists, like, no, 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 I'm not going to let you, you. You both kind of insist. What do you do? You split it, right? Okay. You split it. I don't get big And deals. you don't, well, you don't split it and you don't, you don't split it and go like, okay, well, you have five kids. You have five people and I have two people, you know, and I didn't order drinks and you order drinks. Like, no, you don't. Like, you don't get caught up in that stuff. You just split it. We split it. We split it. We split it. Right? You're like, ah, uh, you feel like a big dog. You kind of picked up some of his bill. He doesn't feel bad. Like, you weren't, like, showing him up. Like, you make more money than him. Like, you just, it's good. We're fine. Like, just split it. And then continue the dinner conversation. You know? 
which if you have kids around, it's usually, or even if you don't, it's usually about kids or about somebody else who's getting a divorce, getting married, cheating their spouse, right? You're just gossiping. We don't do it. Just split it. Why don't the Warriors split it? Like the, if the whole and again, I'm I hate spending other people's money or costing other people money, but wouldn't it make sense? Like if Kevin Durant is the best player on the Golden State Warriors and he's the difference in the Warriors winning this championship and not winning the championship, we can all agree on that, right? He's clearly the difference. Even if you don't, even like I'm not trying to diminish the importance of Steph. They also don't win without Steph, and they don't win it without Clay. But don't you set a great precedent for the rest of the team if you go like, look, I could be making forty, nearly forty-one million dollars guaranteed per year, but I can't spend forty-one million dollars guaranteed per year. He's got the deal with Express Clothes, right? He's got a deal with uh, Under Armour, huge deal with Under Armour. He's got all these other kind of deals. What's the new one he just he just signed on to? Degree. So he has all these deals that are side deals. He's going to make $50 million anyway. Why don't you say, like, I can make 40, but I'm watching what's happening to the Cavs where they're capped out, they're, they're topped out cap-wise. I'll make 30. It's not a five-year deal for $150 million. I can't spend $30 million a year. I can't. I could try. It'd be pretty fun. It'd be like Brewster's Millions. Time to you remember the movie Brewster's Millions? You remember Ramos? Richard Pryor, Richard Pryor, John Candy. Right. Very good. That's a that's a fun movie. That'd be. He has to here. Here's what music. He has to spend a million dollars in a month. Right. I think it's a million dollars in a month, in order to get what like ten million dollars or something like that. He has to spend a million, but he can't have any assets. He has to find ways to spend it. I think I've seen that. But he can't like just give away the money. Yeah, I think I've seen that. It's a, it's a really, like, it's a, okay, I'd watch that movie. Richard Pryor, the toy, is also really good. That's also, he was great in the toy. Um, but why is it incumbent upon Kevin Durant to take less money, to make $31 million instead of $34 million, and not Steph Curry? Like, it ain't Kevin Durant's problem that he was only making $11 million per year in the last four years. I don't know. To me, that's when it becomes the real deal. That's when I truly buy into Golden State being like the Spurs. Golden State truly being in it for one another. To which they all get together and go like, all right, KD's going to make 30. I'm going to make 30. Like, that's where we're going to top ourselves out. And we can all make the money up on side deals with Silicon Valley, with our shoe companies, with our express clothes, with our degree and a person. Does that make sense? Wait to hear what Bill Simmons had to say in the Clippers versus the Lakers. That part of what the Fox said next. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for. New or used. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Uh. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. All right, every day this time we like to play for you a portion of the best sports radio network uh, on radio. Uh, that might have been a bit redundant. Anyway, in all the land, in all the land, and not the Cleveland, the land, all the land. So um, uh, whether it's Cowherd or Dan Patrick or Clay Travis 
or Steve Gorman Sports or uh, Rich Eisen, JT the Brick, you, Jason Smith Show, Ben Maller, whoever it is, they say something or have someone on who says something interesting, we play it for you and comment on it. And now. <laughs> what does the fuck say? Bill Simmons came out from his ringer hole and decided to um, join Colin Cowherd. I mean, like, I love Bill. He, like, lives, like, 10 minutes away from Colin's studio but wanted to do a phone. We're like, come on, dude, come sit on the couch or come sit with us. Anyway, Simmons had this to say on the Lakers versus Clippers discussion. I think the Lakers have, I would say, five times a better chance of landing LeBron than oh, the Clippers. That dysfunctional, Maybe ten times. That dysfunctional ownership? What's dysfunctional about it? They got Rob Polanco and they got Magic Johnson. It's the Lakers. You, you're acting like the Clippers matter. The Clippers missed their window in 2014 and 2015. You talk about dysfunction. And I like Balmer. He's on my podcast. I think he's a smart dude who has finally figured out I have to take control of this. But for three years, he didn't. And he let Doc Rivers try to be the coach and the GM. And it was a disaster. They missed their window. Like We're going to look back at this decade, and the two things that are going to stand out are how the hell did Oklahoma City trade James Harden? And how the hell did the Clippers never get past round two when they had two of the best eight players in the league? That's Those are going to be the two legacies of this decade for when we scratch our heads and go, what the hell just happened? I kind of agree on both. Now, I could explain the Clippers with just bad luck and injuries and, other, and, and some bad matchups along the way. The Oklahoma City thing, though, is still con- continues to be alarming. Right? Like, they had three, essentially three MVP, future MVPs on the team at once in Oklahoma City and could have kept them all and chose not to do so. And now they have one. And he's a free agent at the end of next year. And we're all operating on this assumption. Oh, he's going to stay. He's going to stay. Never assume. That's actually Radio 101 is never assumed. You guys know that, right? Never assume. You can't ever say, you know what I'm saying? Because people don't actually know what you're saying. <laughs> That's true. No, I'm saying? Not. I got, I got no idea, actually, what you're saying. I really don't know what you're talking about, sir. Here's what I want you to do for next hour. Okay, it's a little class project. To those of you on SiriusXM, you're going to have to switch over to the iHeart app. Uh, we're only on two hours of XM. SiriusXM. I don't make the rules. I just show it to work, do the deal, and you follow me around. Okay? Or you go to FoxSportsRadio.com or your terrestrial radio affiliate. Terrestrial sounds like a spacey word, but it's really not. It's just your normal radio station. Okay? AM, FM dial. Like it's such a that's such an industry term, a terrestrial radio. Like I don't have a terrestrial radio. Like yeah, you actually do. You've had one. You're you have a car. You have a radio. The one that says band doesn't mean it actually plays band. A band. He's like I don't want to hear a band. I don't want to press that button. That's, that's terrestrial radio. Anyway, here's the class project. I want you to think of a movie character that you most wish your life would emulate. Okay? It's a class project. now. Come up with a movie character that you want your life to most emulate. Because I have this kind of working theory that LeBron James has a movie character that he's trying to emulate. And last night, he showed us who that character was. That's next on the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. What up? It's Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. 
Live and direct from the city of Angels. Welcome you in. Welcoming you in. Uh, whoa. You all right, Ramos? Ramos is I'm doing okay. I don't right, know about Ramos the listeners. Right, no, no problem. <laughs> We're going to take you to Cleveland and try and figure out why David Griffin got axed and what exactly uh, is next for the Cavaliers. Take you to Chicago where there's a lot of talk of Jimmy Butler to Cleveland. Jimmy Butler out of, going out of town. And we'll take you to L.A. where the Lakers are on the clock with the number two pick. Plus, they're apparently engaged in at least some form of trade discussion with Paul George, who has said he'd prefer to be an L.A. Laker. I got guys everywhere. We're taking you to those guys upcoming next. So much to get to. So much to get to. You ever have a favorite movie? Like in college. Uh, and this is, there's no, um, there's no case. There's no like scientific study. But I believe that during my era of college, the posters on the wall were in no particular order. Scarface, number one. Belushi with the college sweatshirt, number two. Tupac uh, would be number three. Um, Bob Marley with that big, big ass joint in his mouth, number four. Um, and I'm trying to think who would be number five. Maybe, maybe people would have the old school Jordan Wings poster up a little bit. I'm trying to think if there's somebody else I'm missing five. But oftentimes people like to not just emulate not just emulate their uh their movie heroes but almost mimic them right you you take away quotes and you use them. how many times you use a, a how many times you use a movie quote in, in during a day guys most of us always you're killing me smalls you are killing me sandlot right there's tons of lines from movies big hero lama flowing robes Grace, 18 Hodegasta, Cinderella story, right? Caddyshack. If you ain't first, you're last. That's Ricky Bobby Ink. Dow Dig and Ice. So everybody has them in their But there's like a whole different level of what LeBron seems to be doing in Cleveland. LeBron talks about, tweets about, does interviews about the Godfather. And um, last night, David Griffin was uh, officially parted ways with the Cavaliers organization. And LeBron, I don't know if he was subtweeting the owner, Dan Gilbert, or whether he's simply keep making sure the world knew that his hands were not dirty. Right? I did not commit this crime. I don't know nothing. I don't know anything about the murder downtown, officer. I'm simply a small businessman, a small family businessman. He sounded like Michael or Vito Corleone. I, I and I do. I feel like at some point he's going to go up to uh, Pat Riley and kiss him on the mouth. And I knew it was you all along, Fredo. Right? Or maybe he does it to Dan Gilbert. I don't know. The, the point is, this dude loves the Godfather. People come in, they got to kiss the ring. Right? He's got all his guys. He's got his consigliere, Rich Paul, who just happens to be the agent for, like, everybody else on the team. He's got Maverick Carter. Like, he's got all these different business interests. And he's completely gone legit. 
He's completely legit. But last night, there was a murder in Cleveland. David Griffin's career was offed, ended, finished. And LeBron James, first thing he said was he had an alibi. I always I always appreciate you, even if no one else did. He wants to be the godfather. I know it was you, Fredo. You broke my heart. So, uh, <laughs> so here's the question. I kind of know where Ramos is going to go. You got to pick a movie character that you ha- either have found yourself wanting to be or you would you would really like to emulate like in your everyday life. If I could be that guy. I, I already know who, who mine is, but uh, I want to hear yours. Uh, let's start with you, Ryan Music. Who is it? I'm going to go with Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Well, I mean, in- I, I mean, wait, hold on. I want to be Bradley Cooper. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Bradley Cooper in the movie Limitless. So Eddie Mora is his name in the movie. A Limitless, where he he takes the pill and That's then right. and then he 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 that he has. So yeah, the the it goes back to that idea that we only use a small portion of our brain, mm-hmm. and so there's this pill out there that unlocks the rest of your brain, so he becomes like super smart. He reinvents his life. He becomes like this like stock market guru guy who makes all this money. There's some other like sketchy things that he kind of gets involved with. And then at the end, uh, spoiler alert, it, you end up finding out that his brain becomes so advanced he doesn't even have to take the pill anymore to be super smart. So, hmm. You did spoil it for me because I know the movie but haven't seen the movie. Thank no, you. It was, uh, I appreciate it. I, but, it yeah, it's, been, it's been out since 2011, It's six years old. <laughs> that's there on is, you guys. There is something funny, though, about, like, if, you, if you've ever, and people go through this, if you ever come out of a movie, like if I went and saw Limitless and I came back, like I wanted to talk about it with you, like we've all seen it, Doug. We saw it six years ago. I still, I want to <laughs> talk about this movie. No, but it was so good. It was good. so good. It was so damn good. Uh, all right, so you want to be the lead character from Limitless, that, Eddie Mora. Ed, you want to be Eddie Mora. That's right. All right, what about you? I, I, I there's got to be some sort of Star Wars reference, Ramos. Is that who you want to be? There is, and it's not Darth Vader. It's Luke Skywalker because Luke, Luke's whiny. Oh, forget about that. The point is that I'm not whiny, but the, forget about it. The point is that he has a lot of light side in him, but as we're finding out now, there's some dark side as well. Oh, there is. There is dark. Yeah. There is. There is definitely dark. I would have thought like Han Solo would have been more who I like a swash. He's too cocky for me. He's a little like, bit too, I'm not that. Ty- I'm not very cocky like a, that. There's a dark side to you. Isn't there a dark side to everybody? I, I apparently. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> That's Certainly. what makes it interesting and unique. Um, Byer, what about you? Uh, how about Ferris Bueller? No. Ah, yeah. yeah. It's about yeah. time. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Yeah, but, yeah, but as an adult, could you really get away with being Ferris Bueller? Let's, it's kind of, there's another, there was a character, a college character. Ferris Bueller was the high school version. Van Wilder, because it was, it was also Ryan Reynolds, right? Like, who wouldn't want to be Ryan Reynolds? I, I would. Ryan Reynolds would be, but but why Ferris Bueller? Like, how would you how that he lives his life? Would you want to live your life if you could? Well, I like how he is uh, cool. How he everybody at school likes him. You know, he's the he's the cool kid. He seems pretty carefree. Gets the girl. You know, has the has the Sloan. the cute girl. Yeah, Sloan. yeah, and uh, and uh, can get away with it and be smooth at the end. Uh, great John Hughes movie. Good reference. I'm I'm good with it. Mine would actually be. Alec Baldwin's character in Glen Gary, Glen Ross, right? The coffee is for closers, you know? A, B, C, always be closing, always be closing. 
attention. Do I have your attention? You know what you know what second place is? Gus, do you know what second place is? Gus the intern. Do you know what it is? Second place is a set of steak Take a knives. Gus. Take a Gus. Yes. <laughs> Second place is a set of steak knives. You know what third place is, Gus? Third place you're fired. First prize is a Cadillac. Second prize is steak knives. Third prize is you're fired. Put that coffee down. Thank you. Coffee's for closers right? only. Like that's who I I, I want to be that coffee is for closers. Yeah. You, know, you see that you see that car over there? You see this watch? This watch costs more than how much you made all of last year. That's my name. It's so good. So I I get that LeBron wants to be Don Corleone, by Michael or more Michael Corleone, officer. I got nothing to do with what happened in Cleveland. I always liked the guy. I had no problem with David Griffin. But if the Don said, if Don Corleone said nobody touches him, right? Nobody touches David Griffin. You hear me? Okay, this is from Don Corleone himself. Nobody touches David Griffin. You touch David Griffin, you got a problem with me. You understand? If that would have happened, David Griffin's career would still be alive today. Instead, he sprawled out in the streets in Cleveland. Chalk outline. You can share with us who... What movie character you most like to embody? Kind of your alter ego, if you will. At Gottlieb Show is the Twitter handle. 877-996-6369. We'll take it to Cleveland and figure out what the hell is going on in Cleveland. Take it to Chicago. They move in Jimmy Butler. We'll take it to L.A. Where the Lakers have some decisions to make. Two first-round draft picks. Or will they trade any of them? And will they acquire Paul George? That's upcoming next. But first, become the king of flavor, the maestro of any outdoor cookout. You can amaze your friends with the absolute best seared steaks at 750 to 800 degrees. Whether you grill, you cook low and slow with the insulating ceramics of the big green egg, you bake, you smoke, you roast, whatever you do, you'll get amazing results. I'm here to tell you that the big green egg is the ultimate cooking experience. You can get your own like I got mine by going to the bit of just biggreenegg.com. That's biggreenegg.com. The versatility of the BGE is an unmatched grill, smoker, even an outdoor oven. I mentioned those steaks, which are utter in sheer perfection. Normally, like if you have any other type of grill, you can only cook up to 450, 500 degrees. This is just like restaurant quality, 800 degree searing. You can also slow smoke that perfect slab of ribs, make a crispy pizza, a cobbler, or just a pie. From apps to entrees to desserts, the egg will exceed all expectations for culinary perfection. It's got seven convenient sizes to choose from. There's an egg to fit your lifestyle. Simply go to biggreenegg.com. That's biggreenegg.com. I have one. Couldn't be happier. You will, too. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Here's a pretty good uh, tweet here. Um, uh, this is uh, D. Phillips from uh, Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, says, I'd like to be John Creasy from Man on Fire. 
Men on Fire. You remember Men on Fire? Movie? Yeah. Denzel Washington? I mean, who? first of all, you just say Denzel Washington, like, who wouldn't want to be Denzel Washington, right? Um, but and then he had the, he had the kind of money quote here. Forgiveness is between them and God. It's my job to arrange the meeting. That's a badass quote right there. Good quote. There's lots of Clint Eastwood characters you, you like to be right. Unforgiven Clint Eastwood after he after he sobers up right. We all got to come into us sometime. There's a, this has been a crazy 24 hours in the NBA. Crazy. Free agency isn't here yet. Draft isn't here yet, but all kinds of potential movement. The best way to catch you up is to catch up with our guys. Hey! Hey! We don't know everything, but we know people that know what you want to know. You know? What the hell he say? Sounds like you need a guy. Hey! Hey! I got a guy. All right, we got people everywhere. Let's go to our guy in Cleveland. Chris Fedor joins us from the from Cleveland.com. What the hell happened, Chris? Like, <laughs> David Griffin's like, what's that? We went to finals. We lost. Like, all right, we'll add some pieces. And like, now, um, what what happened? Doug Dan Gilbert happened. That's the only thing that I can say. I mean, this is a guy who has shown throughout his time as owner of the Cavs that he simply does not value the general manager position. He has never brought back a GM on a second contract. And it doesn't matter how successful the guy is. He feels like that position is replaceable um it's some that he can go with somebody like chauncey billups or he can go with somebody to help chauncey billups along the way and that guy for whatever reason he feels like that that guy can do as good of a job if not a better job than the guy that previously did it um lebron came out with his tweet of of kind of support but isn't this the same general manager that he criticized maybe not personally but his work for mid-season uh, in terms of uh, of his supporting cast? Yeah, I think that's fair. And I think that was more about putting pressure on David Griffin. And I think that was about trying to put the right pieces around him to win a championship the way that LeBron always is. He's always going to try and keep pressure on the organization so that he's got the best chance against whoever it is to win a championship. At the same time, LeBron, Doug, has also gone on record numerous times and stated that David Griffin is somebody who has made a lot of moves with very little in terms of resources that he can try and make those moves with. And LeBron has also gone on record saying that he believes that general manager David Griffin deserved a contract extension and should have been brought back and nobody should have been taking for granted some of the things that he was able to accomplish. The trade that he made for J.R. Smith and Iman Shumpert, the trade that he made for Timofey Mozgov, the trade that he made for Channing Frye, and the way that he had to manipulate the cap and get all these different things moving in the right direction in order for those trades to happen, LeBron said uh, time and time again that that should not be taken for granted. Okay, but but he didn't do the Jimmy Chitwood now. He didn't say he goes, I go, right? Um, no. So 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 he he kind of washed his hands of it when he he could have he could have used his powerful leverage. All right. So does Chauncey Billups does Chauncey Billups uh, become the next general manager? I think you can call him whatever you want to call him. I think um, he's going to be in some role in this front office, whether it's president of basketball operations, whether it's general manager. So he's going to get some kind of title, I would think. And the thing that helps him is that he's got relationships with the three most important people in the organization, Dan Gilbert, 
Ty Lue, who is very close with Chauncey Billups, and then, of course, LeBron, who is close with Chauncey Billups as well. So that's going to help Chauncey, but at the end of the day, the guy that's going to be calling the shots is the same guy that has been calling the shots since he took over ownership of the team. It's Dan Gilbert, and he's going to have some say, I don't know how much say, but some say in basketball-related decisions the way that he always has. All right, last thing really quickly. Who's most likely to be a Cavalier next year in order one through four? Okay, Kevin Love, okay. Kevin Love, uh, Paul George, uh, Carmelo Anthony, and Jimmy Butler. One through four, go. It's so interesting that you bring this up, Doug, because Chauncey Billups even said on TV throughout the course of this year that he would make a trade for Kevin Love and uh, Carmelo Anthony, bring Carmelo Anthony to the Cavs. So that, that makes me rethink this one, but, but I'll put it as uh, Jimmy Butler, Paul George, Kevin Love, Carmelo Anthony. Hmm. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Jimmy Butler, Paul George, then Kevin Love, then yep. Carmelo Anthony. I, I don't think the Cavs would make a move for Carmelo if it involved Kevin Love, but I think if they could get Jimmy Butler somehow, it'd probably be a three-team trade, or Paul George somehow, again, probably a three-team trade for Kevin Love. They'd be willing to do that because I think they learned in the NBA Finals that two of their four highest-paid guys, Tristan Thompson Kevin Love, cannot play together effectively against the Warriors. Great point. Chris Fedor, it's going to be a fun couple of weeks here in Cleveland. Thanks so much for joining us. You got it. Always is. I got a guy. Casey Johnson joins us. He covers the Bulls beat for the Chicago Tribune. Uh, where is where are we with the potential Jimmy Butler trades? I mean, you know, there's obviously a lot of smoke out there, a lot of rumors. Uh, that's pretty typical for draft week. I would say a couple things. They're, they're, from from what I've been told, really nothing's changed uh, regarding the Bulls. They recognize that Jimmy is a franchise centerpiece. They also recognize he's their own main asset um so um they recognize that they recognize that um that uh that he needs um i'm sorry they, they recognize that um that this is the opportunity if, they, if they're going to get if they're going to choose to do full rebuild that this is the week they need to, to do something but they're not going to give them away they, they've been very consistent um, with a high asking price. Um, so what are they, what are they, what's a high asking price? What do they want for Jimmy Butler? Well, you just look at last June, and I apologize for losing my trance out there. I was getting some, some information that I, that I needed. Um, uh, last June, they had serious talks with, with the Celtics, and um, they were talking, asking for three, three assets and some permutations of the deal. They're asking for four. Uh, it was the three pick, the 16 pick, and either Jay Crowder or Avery Bradley, sometimes both. So, I mean, you're looking at viable rotation players and high draft picks. So, I mean, Jimmy Butler's an all-NBA player. So, you know, they recognize if they're going to do a full rebuild, he's the piece they need to move. But they're also not just going to give him away. So, if a team gives him gives them what they consider good value, it's a route they would begrudgingly take. But um, they also recognize they have the, the, the piece that the teams want. Um, Dwayne Wade, he, he picks up the option, right? Like he, he's not going to get 24 million anywhere else. And so he'll just swallow his pride, playing a bad team in his hometown and then go elsewhere the following year. I mean, look, you can just go by what people have, can have said. And Dwayne's been remarkably consistent uh, and transparent about it. He said three things are going to drive my decision, money, family, team status. The Bulls check two of those three boxes, regardless of what happens with Jimmy Butler, because they pay him the most money. 
and they provide a chance for his family to live in his hometown, a thing that he liked last season. So I do, you know, the Bulls have been under the impression all along he's going to pick up his option. Obviously, Dwayne has a final decision, and he could have a change of heart between now and June 27th. I don't expect that. I, I do think he'll be back with the Bulls. Mark, uh, Casey Johnson, Bulls beat writer from the Chicago Tribune. It's going to be interesting draft week in the second city. Thanks so much, Casey. All right, Doug. Thanks for having me on. I got a guy. Got a guy in L.A. Mark Medina covers the Lakers beat for the L.A. Daily News. Mark, let's let's start with the uh, with the Paul George front. Where are the Lakers in the trade discussions? Well, they've had some initial discussions, but I wouldn't say they're really substantial. The Lakers have been holding firm that they want to keep their number two pick and Brandon Ingram. That's something that they've been reiterating in a lot of calls that they've both fielded and made in the past month, ever since uh, the NBA lottery ended about a month ago. And so it's going to be really complicated and uncertain if if they will wind up getting a, a Paul George deal. That and the fact that they know that Paul George wants to go to the Lakers, uh, they may well think, hey, they should just wait for another season. But where it gets complicated is if another team gets involved that is uh, you know, more constructed to, to compete for an NBA championship. Um, okay, what about the uh, number two pick? Uh, first, is the number two pick up for trade? Would, 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 they, would they come off that uh, on, under any circumstance? I wouldn't say they. they I wouldn't say that they definitely would not come off of it under any circumstance. The Lakers have been pretty have been keeping all options on the table, but they've been leaning strongly against it. Uh, they're very mindful of what this number two pick could do, and you know all all things considered, it, the sentiment is that Lonzo Ball is going to be that guy. So I think they're very reluctant to part with that because of what his skill set is, and you know just how many boxes he checks for their needs in terms of having an established point guard, having a guy who can run the offense and thinks pass first, and then giving them some flexibility with D'Angelo Russell, whether that involves moving him off the ball or including him in one of these trade packages. Hmm. Hmm. Um, who it, the, the, the LeBron news or the, the news of the shakeup in the front office with the Cleveland Cavaliers, you know, they, they have come out and said, look, we want to be in the free agent market next year. Outside of Paul George, who are their likely targets? Is it LeBron? Is it Russell Westbrook? Who who else do they ultimately want to land in order to go with Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball? Oh, I mean, the Lakers would certainly love to have those players. I don't think that they're you know thinking that far ahead of, hey, they have a really good chance of getting those guys. I think what they're thinking is, of course, they're mapping out, as far as I understand, the free agents for the next five years, as far as you know, just what their numbers are going to be, what they can afford. Uh, to get under the cap, that sort of thing. But I think the the hope right now, short term, is to not uh, you know get rid of too much of their young roster, hit some singles, hit some doubles, and then in their view, that gives Luke Walton kind of a foundation to build on. So they are in striking distance next summer with Paul George, and then they see it basically as a domino effect. If they are able to get Paul George. That can open up, uh, you know, a can of worms for all these other guys to follow suit. Great stuff, Mark Medina, Lakers beat writer from the LA Daily News. Follow him on Twitter, especially getting ready for this NBA draft and the free agency season. Mark, thanks so much for joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Hey, Doug, thanks so much for having me on. All right, let's. Uh... So you needed a guy. I'm a point guard. We got you a guy. All right, now we'll get to the stories that you may have missed after we find out quickly what's trending. In five minutes. I got it. We're giving away a, gr- a big green egg. Ramos can't win the big green egg, can he? 
Dang it. Ramos, do you cook? I do. I mean, okay. Not like, great. Okay. Yeah. What's your what's your go to? Uh barbecue wise? No, no, it doesn't it doesn't have to be barbecue. Uh, eggs. Eggs? Yeah. I, How do you make eggs? I like them uh sunny side up, so I know you know I can do that. <laughs> it's not really <laughs> sorry. That's not really That's not perfect. you're right. It's not great. I mean, it's not bad. I mean, no. like, look, it's not like you, you're going to starve. No. But it's also not like, I can't wait to go and eat Ramos's <laughs> sunny side up eggs. Hey, have you guys ever That's tried true. Ramos's sunny side up eggs? Yeah, that was You know what Ramos one. makes? Great sunny side up eggs. Yeah. So, Dad, you make the best sunny side up <laughs> eggs ever. They told you that. They're liars. They're, they, you know. Uh, music, do you cook? I do. What do you make? I like to grill and I like to roast vegetables. I'd say that's usually a staple on what I prepare. So how do you roast vegetables? Tell me. I usually do a little bit of olive oil, a variety of spices, broil them in the oven. Broil them in the oven. I love that. What's what's like your favorites? Uh, Broccoli, cauliflower, carrots, potatoes. You do kale? Kale's very good that way as well. No, I don't don't do the baked kale. Oh, baked kale is fantastic. It's like kale chips. It's really, really, really good. I'll have to try it out. Um, And then when you grill, how do you, like, do you have a, do you marinate? Do you just like I'm just throwing it on there, throw some salt and pepper on it and eat it? Uh yeah, I mean I, I tend to depends on what it is. Um like for Father's Day, we did a tri tip with some dry rub and then once it's grilling, put a little Worcestershire on there. So Worcestershire. Yeah. I like that. Uh what about you, Dan Byer? Are you a, Byer? are you are you a big you big cook? Do you cook? Um, I, I do somewhat. Um more basic stuff. Baking chicken, maybe grilling some steaks here and there. Marinate it a little bit, like you know you mentioned with Ryan. Throw it in the oven to finish it off. I like that. I my my uh, my personal go-to marinade is very very simple: lemon, olive oil, salt, pepper. Right, like almost anything tastes good in that. Swordfish, good in that. Uh, same thing with with chicken. Anyway, if you're a uh, if you're any sort of cook, or even if you're not, in five minutes, five minutes from now, I I'll tell you how you can win a big green egg, and it's awesome. It's really, it's it's a fantastic cooking device. Uh, that you can use outside, especially in summer, but you can use in the winter. I got friends in snowbound states that they use in the winter uh, and and love it as well. First of all, let's get to five stories, at least five. We have more than five. We got a bunch here. We got, hold on. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Let's try and get to eight, all nine in the press. The press. Dan Byer, what do you got for me, buddy? How about Bavada? In Las Vegas, getting in on the Paul George talk. They've already placed odds, Doug, on where Paul George will play his first game next season. The odds-on favorite right now, Indiana Pacers, 2-3 to three odds there, with the Lakers' second-best odds, 13-4. to four. Cavs, Clippers, Wizards, and Suns also have some numbers on them. But the Pacers, still the favorite for where Paul George will play game one next season. Fascinating. Uh, Wizards there at five. You know, like, look, the Wizards need that third score really need another perimeter player and my and like of these teams outside of the Cavs wouldn't the Wizards be the most formidable if you added him maybe the Clippers but in the Wizards in the east you add Paul George to what they already have now you'd have to trade something in return and I'm not sure what that would be like would that be an would you have to give up an Otto Porter who led the NBA in three-point shooting like I don't know but I I think that's 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 a trade worth making any Uh, other team was a four to one on those odds so and it was fascinating Spurs center Pau Gasol going to opt out of his contract but intends to sign a new deal with San Antonio. I know, Doug, you say when players opt out it's not a big deal, but Pau Gasol actually sees something in San Antonio and is going to want to stick around. I think this is weird. I thought he was a bad fit for San Antonio. But they didn't like they didn't necessarily like him. He's <laughs> he's a little soft. 
He's, you know, he's a little over the hill. He doesn't necessarily mesh with pop. And I don't, I don't love this. If I'm San Antonio, he opts out. I'd be like, uh, that was cool later. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for the uh, past season. And we'll move along. Let's move along in the great state of Texas down to Houston. Sporting news says that the Rockets are trying to trade guard Patrick Beverly. Beverly on board with a deal out of Houston as he has two years left on his contract. Well, I think they're trying to trade him because they know that they he can't be a starter for them to win big. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like one of those it's like what I've said about JJ Reddick. Like, I love JJ Reddick. I just don't think JJ Reddick, especially considering they have Luke Richard and Badamute at the three, like you can't start those two guys and compete for a championship. Like that's the ultimate flaw. It doesn't mean I don't doesn't mean I don't like the Patrick Beverly story, but he should be a backup if you want to be a championship team. And so that's why they're trying to move on. Maybe try to also match the Warriors a little more scoring-wise at that position. We'll see what Houston does with Patrick Beverly. How about some news from the NFL? CBS Sports' Jason Lockett-Fora says there's an 80% chance that Kirk Cousins signs a long-term extension with the Washington Redskins. Now, now remember, cousin uh, JLC lives in uh, the Baltimore, D.C. area. Tons of connections there. And I do think we're getting to the point of inevitability, right, where they already paid his franchise tag for a year, they don't really want to pay it this year, and he's not going to get the biggest contract in the history of the sport, but he'll get a pretty big one because otherwise they're going to pay him like $24 million this year. Um, if if And look, if he doesn't work out this year, there's the thought that they could still trade him to the Niners because they would pay a substantial amount of money this year, and the Niners have his guys running the place. Speaking, uh, uh, Kyle Shanahan loves him. So I think it does make sense, and it will help the cap flexibility of the Skins. Former Colts punter and now current Barstool sports reporter Pat McAfee says the only way to make the Browns worse was by hiring his former GM in Indianapolis, Ryan Grigson, which the Browns did as a senior personnel executive. But Pat McAfee still holding a grudge against his former boss. Well, that's because uh, his former boss, Ryan Grigson, when he first got the job, said that he would cut him if he could. But the only the owner, Jim Ursay, wanted to keep him. All right. So like, this is one of the things like I know Pat McAfee is now a comedian. And he's on bar stools, which is a very, it's like a funny site, but he didn't really offer up any substance as to why he thought the GM was terrible. And look, I don't think, I thought Ryan Grigson did do a bad job, but he didn't from, he didn't give me any insight other than he wanted to get rid of me. So now I want to get rid of him. Like that's not really that insightful. The uh, PGA Tour, Doug, announced today revisions to their drug policy that will begin at the start of the next season. It includes blood testing and and the public release of information of those who violate the rules. So it would be made public, something the PGA Tour did not do if guys had substance abuse uh, issues. They would announce it if it was a PED situation. But now if someone gets tested positive for drugs, that will be made public on the PGA Tour. Hmm. Um, well, that would that's a little bit too late to find out exactly what Dustin Johnson was doing to get himself, what Dustin Johnson was doing to get <laughs> himself suspended. Back from the injury. PGA Tour. Uh, back injury, yes. Um, but I, as much as I feel like this is a violation of privacy, they have to have, the players have to agree to this, right? This is not, do they have a player's union? I don't know if the, I don't know if the golfers have a union. Yeah, I you know what I'm not I'm not that familiar. I'm I don't believe either. so. But um, the fact is, is the blood testing is also a big deal because um, it's just more thorough. So 
It's uh, the change to the PGA Tour. One other golf note to pass along. Phil Mickelson and his longtime caddy, Jim Bones McKay, split up after 25 years. Mutual decision. Yeah, mutual. But Phil is going uh, to have his brother be his caddy for the rest of the PGA Tour season. And uh, Bones is going to look and do something else. Maybe Bones didn't attend uh, Phil's daughter's uh, graduation ceremony. That's why he got, got cut. I would say this. Phil hasn't been playing well, and now he cuts his caddy. I don't think he missed the U.S. Open because he wanted to attend his daughter's graduation. There's there's also this aspect of it. Phil's in the downside of his career. If Bones wanted to jump onto a younger player, his career as a caddy will be longer than Phil Mickelson's probably as a player, and this will allow Bones McKay to maybe find a younger talent to latch on with over the next 10 years as Phil continues to pare down his schedule. Yeah, caddy is kind of like the lefty reliever out of the pen, right? Like you're mm-hmm. never you're not going to make the money of the starter, but you're always going to have a gig yeah. if you're decent. Finally, the Harlem Globetrotters guys held their 11th annual player draft, and today took six players, including Tim Tebow and Aaron Judge. All rise! Here comes the judge. Draft analysts say it's an A plus draft for the uh, Harlem Globetrotters. Washington Generals, by the way, who they are going to play again, trade away all their picks in return. <laughs> they got their shorts pulled back uh, over their heads. That's uh, it actually happened today in that draft. And that's the press. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. You guys like that. Uh, you guys like the, the character thing, right? So, okay, here's the – I said that LeBron wants to embody all things Godfather. That's why he's kind of washing his hands, like pretending like he had nothing to do with David Griffin being fired. If there was a movie character who you would like you, – you, you want your personality to – or your alter ego to embody, who would it be? Eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox or at Gottlieb Show is a Twitter handle. That's upcoming next, but I promised you I would tell you how you could win a big green egg. Here's how: just go to foxsportsradio.com and um, you can enter and win. What is a big green egg? It's this awesome cooking device. It's like instead of the old fashioned grill, it's like five things in one. You can cook steaks up to 800 degrees. You can perfectly roast a chicken. Buyer talked about wanting to roast a chicken. I like to make steaks. I'm personally, I'm a ribeye guy. Like I just, I love a good good ribeye. I like the marbling in the in the fat. Um, but you can also make pizza on the grill. You can slow roast things like pull like like a pork shoulder so that it can become pulled pork, and then you like pull it apart. You can do it all on the big green egg, and then of course you can smoke it as well. And if you smoke it. You just cook it at a low temp all day, and it becomes incredibly tender and just infused with all that smell and taste of smoke. You get your own big green egg by, one, registering for a chance to win at foxsportradio.com, or two, buying one by going to biggreenegg.com. It's the ultimate cooking experience. You got great versatility, a grill, a smoker, an outdoor oven, all in one. That's biggreenegg.com, or you can register at foxsportsradio.com. Studios of Fox Sports Radio. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Tomorrow, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 o'clock Eastern, 
likely number one overall pick, Markel Fultz, will join us upcoming on the Doug Gottlieb Show. So we'll uh, we'll have a nice little discussion. Um, uh, we'll have a, a nice little discussion with him on the show. You guys figure out, like, if there's one, like, I don't want a goofy question, but where you want to go. Like, I know you usually know, but if you something you want to know about Markel Fultz, we'll figure it out tomorrow. In the meantime, I love getting inside of your guys' minds, get inside my mind. Gus had a, Gus actually, you know, Gus, you can get on, the intern Gus wants to get on the microphone. We Earlier in the show, I said that I thought LeBron James kind of embodied his inner godfather, his inner Michael Corleone, right? Where when somebody offed, when somebody offed David Griffin last night, and the police came and knocked on his door. Mr. James, we'd like to talk to you about the disappearance of uh, David Griffin's career. Listen. I always liked him. I always liked that kid. He was a good kid. He really was. And uh, I'm sad to see that somebody didn't like him and offed him. But I had nothing to do with it. If no one appreciated you, Griff, I did. And hopefully all the people of Cleveland, thanks for what you did for the team for three years. We got us one championship. Right? The guy had nothing to do with it, officer. But remember, if Don Corleone says nobody touches David Griffin, you understand? You understand? It's a Sicilian death wish. Nobody touches David Griffin. LeBron is fascinated by the Godfather. And had he wanted to offer his protection to David Griffin, he could have. So let's not act like he had nothing to do with it. So I said, if there's one movie character that you'd like your life to, your alter ego to embody, who would it be? Gus the Intern, who is it? Well, I went the generic route at first, and I was going to say Iron Man. Because he's a superhero. And, and because you're 12. That's what 12 exactly. is. Exactly. I want to be a superhero. Uh, Batman, Iron Man. Iron Man's not actually a superhero, though. He's uh, he's actually super smart and invents uh, a way to save his heart. And right. Then, he's just really and rich. Su- uh, yeah, he's got a lot, a lot of money, right? So, right. all right. Now, upon, second, upon further review, right. who is it? I went uh, with a throwback. I went young Vince Vaughn, swingers. Skinny Vince Vaughn, swingers. <laughs> Skinny <laughs> Vince Vaughn. Exactly. Let's just be honest. Skinny Vince Vaughn swingers. Right. What? Why not Vince Vaughn wedding crashers? Yeah. Now, let's just be honest, right? Yeah. yeah. Vince call. Vaughn wedding good wedding answer. crashers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why Vince Vaughn uh, swingers? Skinny Vince Vaughn swingers. Well, I don't know. He's he's smart. He's suave. He gets the ladies. That's it. His, 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 hey, Gus. Hey. That, that reminds me of you, Gus. I mean, totally. I see you inviting <laughs> Thank you. him completely. I appreciate that. I'm sure you slay, dude. There's no question. <laughs> <laughs> no question. <laughs> oh, uh, Shaka Ramos went with something Star Wars because that's the kind of dork he is. Named his, <laughs> named his son. Named his son Luke. Lucas. Right? Lucas. After George. Lucas. After George Lucas, so not after Luke Skywalker. That is correct. But we call him Luke, which right. is kind of interesting. Do you do you like wake him up sometimes and go, Luke, <laughs> I am your father. Do you I, do that to him? I do not. Okay. No. <laughs> yes, music. We got a couple of good tweets here go from some it. of the listeners. At Rouserboy, Tom Cruise and Top Gun. He also threw in uh, By the way, James t- Bond. Did you just say to- any Tom Cruise character? Like, give me a Tom Cruise character. Like Jer- Jerry Maguire, Tom Cruise, arrogant agent. 
right? Cocky agent. Right. Uh, Tom Cruise in Maverick. You know, Top Gun. Right. Uh, Maverick, Top Gun. Cocky fighter pilot. Right. Um, few a few good few good men. Cocky naval lawyer. Right. Navy lawyer. Uh, Mission Impossible. Cocky CIA agent. Right. Like he actually <laughs> plays the exact same, with the exception of Born on the Fourth of July, and and the then the the spot appearance in Tropical Tropic Thunder. Uh, which he makes fun of himself, which is fantastic. He plays the same character in there. But but if that's who you want to embody, that's fine. And this this one also, Mike from Boston says, Rusty from Ocean's Eleven. Man, he is smooth. Rusty from Ocean's Eleven. That's a good one. And if you listen to the show long enough, you know that my dad wanted to name me Rusty. That was actually, that was his first choice. And thankfully, uh, he did not have, you know, he did not have the call at the end of the day. My name is Doug. And this Doug is a white, right? <laughs> Markel Fultz tomorrow, so that means both Cindy Katz and Ryan Music get to keep their jobs because they've done well, done well. And uh, we will talk to you then as we get ready to see who gets traded. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.